Hello, and welcome to Cornerstone's Middle School Ministry Podcast. This message, given by Tyler Moore, is the third in our God Can You Hear Me series and deals with persistent prayer. First week back in a while, we have been talking about prayer because believe it or not, there is a right way to pray and there is a wrong way to pray. <gasps> What? There's a wrong way to pray? Well, what have I been doing? Well, week one, we talked about this. Prayer is not a delivery system. Prayer is not just about give me, bless me, help me, and then all these blessings just pour out from heaven like it's UPS, like it just shows up on the door next day. Knock, knock, knock. Your new Xbox is here. Yes, thank you, God. Woo! No, prayer is not about a delivery system. It's about a connection. It's about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you guys haven't thought about that before, think about this. Jesus died on the cross because he loved you. And he wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. What's one of the ways you connect with God? Well, you can't email him. He doesn't have a cell phone. So you have to pray. So prayer is about a connection. Week two, we learned that there is a right way to pray and there is a wrong way to pray. When you pray, you have to realize how big God is. God is huge, right? God created everything. The entire universe exists within him. Think about how big God is. And your problems will seem that much smaller. Think about God's will when you pray. Pray for his will to be done. God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you hope and a future. Don't you guys want the blessings that God has? Pray for his will to be done. It's beautiful. Give him your problems. Psalms 55 says, cast your burdens upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. How many of you guys feel like you have burdens and stress and problems? You can raise your hand. Yeah, free. I mean, if you guys don't have stress, I am so jealous. But if you do, give them to God. Pray about them. Give them to Christ. He will overcome them. He overcame death. So this week, we're going to be talking about something that really is close to my heart, unanswered prayers. How many of you guys have ever prayed and your prayers weren't answered anytime soon or at all? I've I've prayed so many times, and most of the time, unanswered prayers. And it gets me so frustrated, because as you can see on the board, God, can you even hear me? I've been praying to you for so long, and I'm getting nothing in return. And nothing frustrates me more than unanswered prayers. And believe it or not, guys, but people actually give up faith. People actually stop believing in Jesus Christ because of unanswered prayers, Because they don't get the answers that they want at a quick, soon time. They give up on God. Oh, well, well, he's not saying anything. I'm just going to give up. But Jesus talks about unanswered prayers because Jesus knows how much they frustrate us. So if you're like me, you're wondering what happens when we pray. And if you're like me, you think God is like us. And I found a pretty cool example of what we think prayer is like. Prayers, okay, prayers. Oh. This creepy whisper thing has to be Organization and management. That's what I need. I need a system, something concrete. Concentrate. Files. Let all prayers be organized into files. Not a good idea. Not exactly a space saver, though. Grace might notice. Prayer post-its. Oh, oh no. 
my prayers. <laughs> Welcome to the Revelation Superhighway. We bless, no mess. Downloading now. This is gonna take a while. One million five hundred twenty-seven thousand five hundred and three prayer requests. Wow. Better manifest some coffee. Hola! <laughs> That sounds good. So, do we think God is like that? Does God put all of our prayers on post-it notes? Does God have an email and he's just like, oh my gosh, what a bunch of whiners. Let me get out of here. This is boring. Well, I can tell you, first of all, no, it is not like that. I can also tell you that Jim Carrey is not God. I can also tell you that Morgan Freeman is not God, although he has a very splendid voice, which I, yes, everyone enjoys Morgan Freeman's voice. I don't know why, but I can tell you that prayers, our prayers are not like that. Jim Carrey doesn't know. Morgan Freeman doesn't know, but I will tell you, Jesus Christ knows. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is going to tell us about unanswered prayers because he knows how much they frustrate us. So if you do have your Bible and you are joining us on our scripture campaign, welcome. Let me read for you. We are in Luke 11, chapter 11, verses 5 through 7. I'm actually going to read from my Bible because it's here right here. Then, teaching them more about prayer, they had asked Jesus about prayer. He could have talked about anything, but here's what he said. I'm going to talk to you about unanswered prayers because they frustrate people. So then, teaching them more about prayer, he used this illustration. He gave them an example. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You would say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing to give him to eat. He would call out from the bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and we are all in bed. I can't help you at this time. But I tell you, if you keep praying, I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your persistence. All right, Jesus, what are you talking about here? I'm going to need a volunteer. Let's go. Jared, come on up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Yes, everybody clap it up for Jared. Woo, yeah, illustration. Nice. So here's what we got going here. Here's what Jesus is saying. 
Jared, this just happened to you. You're just, you're about to go to sleep and it's midnight and your friend kicks open the door. Jared, what's up, dude? I'm staying the night. Give me some food, man. I'm starving. And Jared here is like, dude, I don't have any food. What am I going to do? First of all, my my friend's really rude for coming over unannounced, but what am I going to do? So Jared's like, I know. I'll go to my friend's house. He has plenty of bread to give me. So here's what happens. Jared goes to his friend's house. He walks over to his friend's house, and then he knocks on the door. Hello, dude, give me some bread. That's kind of rude of you too, Jared. We'll talk later. But here's what's happening. Jared is trying to help his friend out, so he goes to another friend to get loaves. But when he knocks, the other friend cries out from inside, Dude, I just put the kids to sleep. The door is locked. If I wake up now, it's going to be chaos in this house. Go away. So Jared is just like, no, uh-uh, I need bread. So Jared, just keep knocking for me. Just keep knocking this whole time. Just don't stop knocking. So what Jesus is saying here is that something unexpected happened. Your hand's going to get tired, man up. So something unex- unexpected happened in Jared's life. And he went to a friend's house to get help. But the friend was already asleep. The friend was already asleep. And the friend's like, go away. For you guys who don't know, 2,000 years ago, all the boys slept in the same room. 2,000 years ago, all the girls slept in the same room. Parents, sons, uncles, it doesn't matter. You slept in the same room. So when you put the kids to sleep after chaos, after all the arguments, I don't want to go to sleep. Once the kids went to sleep, you didn't wake back up. Keep knocking, Jared. I'll give you guys an example. We were at camp, and I had 12 boys in one cabin. Do you have any idea how hard it was for them to go to sleep. Some of the boys in my cabin are like, oh yeah, it is 12 o'clock at night. Please go to bed. Shh. We've been shushing each other for 30 minutes and then it's all quiet. And then all you hear is, and some kid farts. And then all the girls, all the boys are like, and then they finally, the giggles die down. And then, and I'm like, I thought I was in the boys' cabin. Twelve boys just turned into giggling little girls. What is going on? Right when we went to sleep, Kyle kicks open the door. Poof! Who needs their medicine? Rah! Pandemonium. The kids are going crazy again. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So the same thing is going on here. They just went to sleep. He does not want to get up. If he gets back up, the kids are going to go bananas. The guy does not want to help Jared out. The guy does not want to help Jared. And Jared's just been knocking this whole time. So what does Jesus say? If you keep knocking long enough, he's not going to help you out because he's your friend. He's going to help you up because you're not going away. You're just continuing to knock. That is what Jesus is saying here. You're going to get what you want because of your persistence. Because you keep on knocking because you're not giving up. Jared, is your arm sore? Yes. Yeah? Oh, nice. Good job. Go ahead and sit down. Clap it up for Jared. Nice. You're good. You're good. You got your bread. You're good. You're good. So what we see here is Jesus is giving an illustration. Number one on your notes. Do you, if you have your notes, go ahead and grab them. If you don't, the notes are on the back table back there, and there is a pen. Number one on your notes. Jesus is telling us something important about prayer. Don't give up. Jesus is telling us something about prayer. Do not give up. Let me ask you a question. If the annoyed friend, if the annoyed friend is going to help you out, if the annoyed friend at midnight is going to help you out, 
How much more does your loving heavenly father want to bless you and help you and rescue you? If your friend at midnight is going to help you out, how much more is your heavenly father going to want to help you out? Let's continue. Number two on your notes. I'm sorry, don't worry guys. If you're just grabbing your notes, we'll fill this in. Number two, a week of prayer might not be enough. A week of prayer might not be enough. Some of you guys are like, Tyler, I've been praying for this so bad. I need it, man. I'm like, how long have you been praying? Three days. Dudes, a week of prayer might not be enough to get what you really want. Abraham, do we all remember Abraham? Raise your hand if you remember Abraham in the Old Testament. If you're new, don't even worry about it. It's a very old story in Scripture. Abraham was promised a child by God. Abraham was promised a child by God. Do you know how long Abraham had to pray and wait? He had to wait 25 years for his child. He had to wait 25 years for his child. That's a lot of prayer time, huh? A lot of us would have just given up after three weeks. I know I would have. But here's what Jesus is saying. Don't give up. Now what you guys have to understand is this. A lot of us feel unloved because your prayers go unanswered. And that's number three on your notes. If you just grab your notes, go ahead and fill this in with us. I'll keep it up. Don't feel unloved because of your unanswered prayers. Don't feel unloved. A lot of us don't think God loves us because we're not getting answers. A lot of us think that God doesn't like us because we don't have answers. A lot of us get upset when we don't have answers. But I'm here to tell you right now, don't be upset. God still loves you. And I'm going to give you this illustration. I'm going to give you this illustration. How many of you guys like to go hang out with your friends? How many of you guys like to go hang out with your friends at the mall? Seth, go ahead and come on up. How, yeah, you could throw out whatever you'd like to do. How many of you guys like to go hang out with your friends after school? Okay. How many of you guys like to go to the mall and to the movies with your friends after school around like 5 or Friday night? Guilty? Yes? Let me propose. This might be a weekly thing in your occurrence. Your dad gets home on Friday at 5.30 and you're like, please, daddy, take me to the mall. I want to hang out with my friends and we're going to watch a movie. Please, daddy, please. And your dad's like, no, I just got home from work. I am so tired. I work 12 hours. But dad, you don't understand. You don't understand. I want to go to the mall and to the movies. And the girl I like, Becky, she's going to be there because we've been text messaging all day. Please, daddy, please. And dad's like, no. I do not want to take you to the mall. I am so exhausted. But dad, please, you don't understand. If your dad doesn't take you to the mall on Friday night where you get to go hanging out with your friends and then meet up with Becky at the movies, does that mean your dad loves you any less? Some of us have to realize your dad still loves you even if he's too tired to drive you to the movies. So let me put it this way. Doesn't God still love you even if you're not getting everything that you desire? Doesn't God still love you if you don't get answers back in prayer? For those of you guys who are new, I don't know why whenever you guys whine and complain, I hear it in a British voice. But whenever you guys complain, it always just comes out more British. I don't know why. I just think it adds to the whining. But Tyler, you don't understand. Life's not fair. I don't know why. I'm weird. I'll go get my head checked out. So Luke 9 we have Luke 9. Let's continue because Jesus is telling us something very important. Something you need to know if you are going to be a Christ follower the rest of your life. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive. 
what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. What is Jesus saying here? What is Jesus saying? Keep on asking. Don't give up. What is Christ saying? Guys, don't give up. We all live in a fast food society. We all live in a society where we want what we want and we want it right now. I want to go on the internet on my phone and I want to check my social media for some reason. When I go to a restaurant, I'm going to McDonald's because I want it my way and I want it done really fast. I want everything my way as fast as possible. If not, it is the worst thing ever. Number four on your notes. God is not like a fast food place. Number four on your notes. God is not like a fast food place. A lot of you guys are like, what do you mean, Tyler? God is not like a fast food place? I don't understand. Well, listen to this. You show up to McDonald's, right? And you're like, hey, I want five hamburgers and two fish filet. I don't know why you order fish at McDonald's. You probably should stop doing that. But you're like, I want McDonald's. I want my food now. Have you guys ever wondered how on earth do they make five hamburgers in two minutes when it takes your dad an hour to make five hamburgers? Have you ever wondered why the food gets made so fast? Guys, there's a reason. Because fast food is not healthy for you. Fast food is microwaved. Fast food is frozen. Fast food, they add pink slime into the meat just to make more of it that they could heat it up real fast. Nobody knows what it is, but it's just there. Fast food, you want it now. There is a price when you eat fast food. Because when you eat fast food and you eat Taco Bell and you eat like 20 tacos from Taco Bell, you all feel the same pain that this cat feels. When you eat that much fast food at Taco Bell, there is a guaranteed result. And it is pain just like this cat is expressing. And I know you have felt that way before. Do not even deny it. Guys. Guys, listen to this. Listen to this. We would rather have fast results than better results. We'd rather have something done quick than have something that's done better. So let's continue in our notes. Number five, if it's really important to you, you will not give up. If it's really important to you, you will keep on praying. If you... If it's something very important to you, you're going to continue to pray. And we're going to go to Matthew 11 in our Bibles. You fathers, are any of you guys fathers in here? I know we have one. If you're a middle schooler, you better not raise your hand. If so, come talk to me after. We're going to pray for you because we love you. So here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Listen to this. Are we ready? You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. If sinful people can give their children good gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to him who asks? How much more does your Father want to give you something great? And this scripture means a little more than what we think it does. There is a promised answer. If that's God, tell him I'll get back to him later. Listen to this. Listen to this. Actually, if it's God, please tell him to forgive me for saying that. First of all. Second of all, tell him I'll come repent later. Listen to this. Listen to this. God is giving us a promise when it comes to prayer. 
God is giving us a promise. Number six on your notes. Are we ready? God doesn't promise that prayer will keep bad things away. God does not promise that prayer will keep bad things away. Let me go back to that for you. God does not promise that prayer will keep bad things away. A lot of us think when bad things happen that God doesn't love us. A lot of us think that when God doesn't answer our prayer, God must not love us. But I'm here to tell you this. Just like the father we talked about earlier, he still loves you no matter what happens. He still loves you no matter what happens. And I'm going to give you guys an example because I wish this didn't happen. Because when my nephew passed away, I prayed the entire weekend. I prayed for 72 hours that he would get better. When bad things happen to my family, I pray continuously. And you know what? I've never prayed more in that weekend than I have prayed in my entire life. 72 hours straight, even when I was talking with people in the back of my mind, all I'm saying is, please, God, please, God, please, God, please. And he still passed away. And the hurt and the pain from all that hasn't left the family. It's still here. But I'm going to tell you guys this. God doesn't promise that bad things won't happen because they will. And I'm sorry. I pray that they don't happen to you. But number seven, you do need to know God does promise to give you what you need to survive spiritually. God does give you what you need to survive with faith. God does give you what you need to continue this life with hope and love. Bad things are going to happen And I'm sorry, but God does give you what you need to survive. At the end of our verse, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to him who asks? What he's saying here is bad things might happen, but if you pray for love, if you pray for comfort, how much more does your Father want to give you comfort? When you pray for strength, when you're feeling weak, how much more does God want to strengthen you? When you're praying for hope, when the situation seems hopeless, how much more does your Father want to bless you with hope? We see the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Your parents might give you earthly food to keep you alive, but God gives you spiritual fruit to keep you alive and hopeful and feeling loved. He gives you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. We're about to pray. We're about to pray. But I want to ask you this right now as we close our series. Do you want blessings and gifts? Or do you want a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you want the rewards of being a Christian? Or do you want Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because you love him? Let's go ahead and close our eyes and pray. God, we come here before you today. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that if any of my friends want to spend an eternity with you, I pray you will bless them. If any of my friends are wondering, what does a relationship with Christ look like? I pray that you will bless them. I pray that if any of my friends want a relationship with you, Jesus Christ, all they would have to say is this. Please, Jesus, come be with me. I believe that you are the Son of God. 
I believe that you did die for my sins, and I believe you are the only one true way to heaven. If any of my other friends who have asked Jesus Christ into their life are wondering, what does he mean God will give us the food we need to survive? How much more does your father want to bless you? If you're not feeling blessed, if you're not feeling hopeful, if you're not feeling comforted, if you're letting the hard things in life weigh you down, we need to get back to prayer. We need to start praying to have a better relationship because God will bless it. We need to start praying to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit because he will give you strength. We need to pray for more hope because God will give you hope. If you ask for it, ask, seek, knock, don't give up. Please, Jesus Christ, be with my friends. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Don't give up on prayer, friends. Don't give up on prayers. We don't have small groups today since we just got out. But if you are in fifth grade, you need to grab your parents and go to, what is that? Happy birthday, brother. All right, no. Is that fire in church? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You are dismissed. No, if you are a fifth grader, grab your parents and come to the small church. Thank you, guys. Lucky number three? Bye, girls. It's very nice to meet you. Will I see you guys in the small church? Grab your parents and tell them to come over. It's a really important parent meeting for them. Kiddo, can you try to keep everything calm here in the home front? Brent, thank you very much, sir. I was not expecting that. I was wondering why you and Shane.